what's up you guys does capitalism get you down does the constant pressure to be productive get to you are you tired of being a cog in the machine then we invite you to be part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things Welcome to episode 56 of the Very Unimportant People podcast. Do less. I'm your host, Lydia, and this week I'm learning how to read tarot cards. (laughs) And I'm your host, Courtney, and this week I almost got scammed for a lot of money on the internet. Ooh! Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear about your scam first. (laughs) Um, so... Okay, backstory that a lot of you don't know. Two weeks ago, I spilled a full liter of water onto my laptop. Right. Um, it instantly died. So I had to get it repaired. <laughs> it was under Apple Care, so it was fine. Um, I didn't have to pay that much money for it. All was good, but um, I really don't like that computer, to be honest with you. It's like the 2018, mm-hmm. I think, MacBook Pro. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. I didn't purchase it it was gifted to me after Janae got a new one he gave it to me and I just really don't like it so while my (laughs) computer was being repaired I pulled out my good old 2016 air computer and I love it the experience is great I'm actually still using it I have not gone back to using (laughs) my even though it's fixed (laughs) even though it's fixed um (laughs) so when I got the pro back I decided hey I'm gonna try to sell this on the internet and I'll just buy one of the new airs since I don't really like it and like I like the air um so yeah, I listed it on the internet, instantly got a lot of replies, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And two of the most like intense people about buying it, the first one was like, hey, I want to ship this to like my loved one in Surrey, which is kind of close to me. It's not that far. And I was like, oh, that's nice. okay, like I feel weird about shipping it, but as long as you send me the money before I send it and know that like I'm not responsible for the computer once it's sent... Mm. all is good and she was like okay fine yeah that sounds good and i was like okay cool and the second guy that was talking to me also wanted to send it to someone in new jersey and i was like what is with all these people sending things places i was like it's weird that's weird um so i gave her my email and i was like here's the transfer once i get it from you i'll send it and she was Mm -hmm. like okay i sent it check your email and i checked my email and there was nothing there so i was like okay it's fine it just takes a few minutes sometimes i'll wait it out once i get it you know whatever like seven hours later, still haven't gotten it. And I was like, this is kind of oh. weird now. Um, and she messaged me and she was like, hey, please check your spam folder. Sometimes it goes in there. And I was like, that's mm. weird because I know it doesn't. Like I have auto deposit. People send me money, just goes straight into my bank account, you know? Yeah. Never yeah, goes yeah, into yeah. the spam folder. So I was like, okay, Never. I guess I'll try. Lo and behold, check my spam folder. There is an email there, but it says uh-huh. like transfer pending. And then there's this button that says like enter tracking number to like get the money and i was like i okay. have never seen this before so i did a quick google and you can't do that you can't hold e-transfers it doesn't work yeah. um, and then there was actually a page from i think it was the cra and apparently this is like a new scam that people do what when you click the button and enter the tracking number it takes you to your bank's page and says like yeah. log in you know as if like log in to receive it kind of thing and then yeah. they have your login information and they can take all your <gasps> money oh my god (laughs) yeah so oh my god that's such a clever scam i know know. really really smart oh shit dude we don't stand a fucking chance no they almost got courtney (laughs) the rest of the world is fucked yeah yeah so yeah i almost got scammed i messaged her and i was like this is a scam i'm not sending you any money and then i instantly reported her profile 
Um, and then the second guy that was messaging me just stopped messaging me. So I'm assuming they're working together. <laughs> they were probably the same person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, okay, if you don't get her, then the other person can yeah. get her and be like, I'm sending it to New Jersey. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. <gasps> That's crazy. Oh my God. Always be on your guard, you yeah. guys. Like this was so close to being real. That's so scary. Like jokes if on them. I don't have that, that much money in. to steal. So it's like. <laughs> but still they would have taken everything that you yeah. have like that still would have sucked you know yeah 100%. even though it's not that much money it's a hundred percent of your money so yeah. Be fucked. yeah and oh my god there's no so like bad. real interest in the computer which is also depressing i was so excited that people wanted to buy it but to be honest with you i totally understand everyone's decision because this is it's almost as computer. much money as like buying a new one so why would anyone buy it so i'm probably stuck with mm-hmm. it for a little while yeah, just for a little bit. You can try selling it on other places too. Maybe. Like, I don't know. Just so much Maybe work. you could resell it to a pawn shop, and then they can sell it from there. You wouldn't get as much money, I don't think. I know, and that's the thing. I'm not scammed. willing to like put my own money into buying a new computer. Like, I want to yeah. break even on it, <laughs> but oh, it seems like I that's see. not super realistic. I don't so think I you're think we're break just, even on yeah, it. 2018, bro. Yeah, yeah. So we're stuck with her for a little bit, a little bit longer. So get used to the sound of fans. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) You're not just going to keep using the air. You're going to go back to the pro. I don't know. I have, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I should use it since it's here. Okay. I guess so. Maybe I'll have a podcasting computer and (gasps) a work computer. That's cool. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That's a good idea. So then your storage doesn't get taken up by all of the other stuff. Mm -hmm you know and then mm-hmm. you could just have like storage for podcast stuff and storage for other stuff like life stuff go. and work stuff and stuff like that that could work that's a good yeah. idea that's our next step 40 people <laughs> <laughs> do our 40 listeners Thank you. <laughs> yeah. if all of you donated what's two we could get divided by half 40. a laptop <laughs> <laughs> i don't know we could get just the screen of the uh-huh. laptop and mm. then like maybe a couple weeks later okay, we'll get yeah. the, the other part sign up for a patreon that's the moral of the story (laughs) that's the takeaway only four dollars a month and you get so much cool stuff you get to watch videos of us and whether you love us or hate us you're gonna love the videos because we say a lot of dumb shit yeah and we say a lot of funny shit so you can Mm -hmm. go on there spread some hate for only four dollars or spread some love for only four dollars leave that up to you (laughs) (laughs) all right tell us about your tarot cards yeah so basically um i kind of stumbled upon this deck of tarot cards that I have had for a long time and recently I've moved out of my home so I kind of was cleaning a bunch of shit up and I found them again and I was like oh I don't know like I'm feeling a kind of draw toward these towards these cards like they're kind of cool that they're shiny they're interesting like I want (laughs) to I want to try them out or something so um I brought them over here and I started to like look up a bunch of stuff about them because like there's a lot of cards in the deck and it's like really it's so confusing at first when you're just holding them it makes no Mm -hmm. sense there's like four suits and then there's also like the major arcana cards and those cards are totally different than like the suit cards and the major cards are for like big life decisions and journeys and then the minor ones are for like smaller day-to-day stuff so already I feel like I've learned a lot but there's still like a lot of different stuff for me to go over but something kind of interesting that I have gained from these videos is I learned that um you're a lot of people feel like they need to be gifted their tarot cards like tarot Mm. needs to find them and if you go out and buy your own deck then it doesn't like count as I don't know as like being a legit thing so a lot of people will ask their friends to buy them the tarot cards oh yeah because that's (laughs) 
That makes it different. I don't know. I'm going to ask somebody else to buy it for me. <laughs> yeah, because then it's not like a legit gift or something like that. And this woman who I was watching on YouTube, she was like, that's such bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Like, don't worry about that. If you feel like you want to buy a deck of cards, buy a deck of cards. It's the same thing as getting it in the gift. Like, it's yeah. literally the same thing. But um, I did not know this. And I actually was gifted my tarot Ooh. card deck. So I'm legit. And you know what else I realized is that a couple of months before I was gifted my tarot card deck, I had my first tarot card reading in LA when I was there. And it like changed my life. Like it completely like turned around the trajectory of my life. Like it was kind of, kind of just in like one aspect. And I was like, oh my God, like something needs to change. Like I need to like kind of do a thing. And the guy who was reading my cards, he was like, yeah, like it does. And I feel like we were having like a connection. And then he like asked for my number and stuff like that. But that was, (laughs) that was a side, that was after the reading. Like first it was the spiritual stuff and like the life changing stuff and the journey (laughs) and the stuff. And then afterwards, once I gave him the money, he's like, by the way, you're cute. I was like, no. Bye. (laughs) Anyways. Um, But yeah, so that was like only a couple of months in between. And like the person who gave me the cards, she was gifted them from her cousin and she like never used them. So it was like this whole chain of events that kind of led up to like me getting the cards. And it just, I just realized how like perfect timing that was. And And then they found you again. Yeah. Like two years later. So I feel like I don't, I shouldn't ignore these signs anymore, you know, Mm -hmm. like I should probably just try to learn some stuff and then like incorporate it into my life and like see what happens. Yeah. It's kind of a cool little, little story Mm. of how I got here. Little intuition, you know, I feel like it's a good, it's good energy for like Mm. bringing the tarot into my life. The art of tarot, Mm. (laughs) of divination. I'm a witch. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. So yeah, they've been sitting around for a little bit and uh i'm slowly learning and i can't wait <laughs> maybe i'll have an opinion about tarot in a couple of weeks we'll see That'd be cool. and then right? she's gonna read my tarot is that what you say yeah. read my tarot yeah yeah cool. and you can like read your own tarot a lot of people on the internet only read their own tarot and they actually don't read other people's tarot they don't want to be like responsible yeah, I think so. And I, was, I I thought that was really interesting because I thought the only way to do tarot was to read other people's yeah, cards. Yeah, me too. I had no idea that you could even do your own. So when mm. I read that, I was like, that's so great. Like, this is actually <laughs> going to be pretty useful in my life, I feel like. So, <laughs> I think it's going to fit pretty seamlessly into my life because I'm kind of over horoscopes. So I need something else to guide me. <laughs> tarot is the new horoscopes. I like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like advanced horoscopes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hop on this train early, guys. I'm telling you, horoscopes are out. Tarot is in. So yeah, that's us, guys. Um, <laughs> this week, I'm going to go first. Yeah. And um, I'm going to tell you guys about some stuff. I don't have an opinion this week, although maybe it will be a little bit of an opinion. We'll see. I don't think so, though. But I'm going to tell uh, you a little bit of fun facts, slash mm. maybe a little bit of a story about The Wizard of Oz. Mm. So... This film, super old, as you guys know, Um, and it like it was such a breakthrough in the film industry because it was using this new technology called Technicolor, Mm. and they were like just amazed by all the fancy colorness stuff. And they trick you too because in the first half of the movie, um, when Dorothy is in Kansas and she's just like chilling, and there's that giant tornado and stuff like that. Um, it's all black and white oh, with yeah. a sepia tone over top. So you're like, oh, God, this is going to be a black and white movie. And then she goes to Oz and it's everything color. is colorful and beautiful oh. and awesome and I've sick. I've never thought about that before. Like, <laughs> they the symbolism. You. That's cool. 
Yeah, yeah, Ooh. it is. Yeah, right? It's deep, too. <laughs> and not only is it a beautiful movie, but it's deep. Mm-hmm. So it took over a year to film, wow. uh, $2 million, and they went to the box office and actually barely broke even <gasps> because of how many people and how many days and, like, the set and, like, Shit. how much work went into this movie because this was before CGI. Jeez. So that we'll sucks. get into some of the stuff that they had to do to make this movie happen, um, including which is actually going to be 90% of this part of the podcast, (laughs) the bad stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm here for. Yeah. I don't want to hear about the good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, fuck the good stuff. There was one good thing at the end just to like smooth things over a little bit. Ended up on like a good tone. Yeah, exactly. But most of this is going to be pretty dark. So trigger warning, I guess. (laughs) Here for it. Um, Yeah, love that. So the actors back in those days didn't really have like a lot of safety regulations mm. and a lot of the same risks that they took back in the day to create movies would never be mm. taken today and that's for a lot of reasons you know unionizing mm. also just like caring about people's safety and also learning about a lot of new things that can kill you mm. um is definitely another reason also, why i feel they- like lawsuits lawsuits as well i feel like the more lawsuits like build up the safer things have to be you know yeah yeah so like definitely for the better though though, (laughs) i'm sure a lot of people got screwed over but like the way that the actors were being treated and handled was just like not okay so the first example that i have the first um red flag i'll say is the wicked witch of the west Margaret Hamilton had to wear the green makeup, as Mm -hmm. we all know from Wicked the Musical. Um, (laughs) She had to wear like this green makeup and it turns out that it had copper in it and the excessive Uh amounts of copper that were found in the green makeup um, could have been harmful to her if she didn't take it off at the end of the day. And today copper is actually found in some cosmetics in like smaller increments. Mm -hmm. And in 2017, it was like a huge anti-aging craze said to improve your skin's elasticity and firmness, right? So it's like, yeah. So it's like, oh, it doesn't seem that bad. But back in the fucking 30s, whenever this movie was filmed, I actually don't, I didn't look that up. I don't know why. Um, (laughs) Okay. You can Google that. (laughs) Time period is irrelevant. It, it is irrelevant. It's an old movie. That's what you need to know. Filmed around the same time as Gone with the Wind, if that gives you any context. Not at all. <laughs> Me neither. <Zero. laughs> Perfect. They were competing with each other for the Oscars. So it was in the time period that the Oscars were a thing. And the okay. Oscars are pretty old. So <laughs> Great. Anyway. Really narrowing it down for me. Thank you. <laughs> her skin would stay green for a couple of weeks oh, after the filming. God. Yeah, it would take her a while to wash it off because of these like huge <laughs> amounts of copper. Isn't that insane? So um, there's this part in the movie where she disappears into a red puff of smoke. Mm-hmm. And there's like this fucking thing of fire and she vanishes into Ooh. like a little trap door underneath right and that's how the wicked witch like appears and vanishes so we're assuming to film that she had to do a couple of takes right yeah. so in one of the state uh, of the takes when she was performing the stunt her broom caught on fire <gasps> because it was made of wood and obviously they didn't have fire safety and the fire caused burns on her face and hands um there's two kind of reasons why this could have happened the two those two sources i had were different one said that the fire was just like it just like spread and then it like kind of burned her skin and stuff and the other said that the copper makeup (gasps) got too hot and caused third degree burns on her face and hands yeah is that so fucked 
I know. I was like, okay. She had to take a three-month break from filming while she was getting, like, her... Treatment? Yeah, her skin back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then the kicker is that a lot of the scenes with the Wicked Witch of the West were deemed to be too scary for little kids, so they cut a lot of them. So she actually... This girl caught on fire, and they were like, "Mm, no... You're too scary. Never never mind. Thanks for that. But no. <laughs> Isn't that so sad? Like, they were just like, ah, oh, never mind. Thank you for risking your life. Like, she literally put her life on the line for this fucking role. Do you and think not that to mention, the movie, like, 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 the copper covered her healthcare costs? Because I'm assuming this is America. And that would suck if they didn't. And she had to pay for three months of healthcare. And then they were oh, like, dude, we're going to cut that, actually. Sorry. <laughs> and then she, like, doesn't make as much money like everything goes all right yeah that's jeez that would really fucking suck i i honestly think that they probably didn't have any sort of health maybe she had some sort of like thing where it was like a leave of absence i don't know but they had to she had to take a three-month break from filming and then in the end they scrapped most of her scenes anyways (laughs) so sad i know um so the next one is that toto the dog got paid 125 dollars a week so in today's standard, that is $2,000 a week in today's money. A dog. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't get it Where either. Did they Where put does the, the money? money? Does did the it dog go to the owner? To pay rent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was like, did they open a bank account for him? They're like, oh, to Toto. They probably did. <laughs> Toto's bank What's account. Do and every time they had to take money? it out, they had to be like, it's going towards his food. It's going towards his bed. <laughs> Here's the receipts <laughs> to prove it. it for myself. He's a working dog. I'm not stealing his money. <laughs> um, so this actually, like, it's cool that the dog got paid a lot. You know, yeah. love that. But the dog actually got paid more than cast no. members. The munchkins specifically were getting less than half of the money that the dog did, which is so embarrassing because they're human beings and they were dancing and doing a whole jig. What does the dog even do? Just walks around. Dude, like it just walks around for most of the time. It's in the basket. Yeah, it's in like most of the scenes, I guess. But like the dog is straight chilling. Like dogs don't know that they're working. Yeah, he was (laughs) probably having the time of his life. Yeah. They probably got him so many treats to make him like sit there. Yeah, uh, yeah. He should get paid in treats also because they probably had to spend money on treats, so they should just take that out of his that's, salary. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how they should pay a dog. <laughs> treats and food. <laughs> it's the currency oh of the dog God. world. No, oh, isn't that so sad? So the, the poor little munchkins, eh? <laughs> the dog was like a full time employee, though. It's so weird. <laughs> I would never fly. Um, so the next one is that the Tin Man was recast after 10 days. And this drama, they one of the sources was like, he only lasted 10 days. But I don't like that phrase of he only lasted, you know, because he was put in danger. <laughs> so it's not that oh, he no. only lasted 10 days. It's that he could only physically do it for 10 days because, again, the makeup, it was the makeup that they put on him. Similar to Margaret Hamilton's situation. So mm. as you know, the Tin Man, his face had to be silver for, mm-hmm. you know, artistic reasons. Yeah. So the makeup was made of aluminum and it uh, coated the inside of his lungs. He was hospitalized because of the aluminum makeup that he was breathing in. And he actually still st- struggles with breathing issues to this day. 
vape ain't got nothing <laughs> on the aluminum, on aluminum paint. Yeah, yeah. Oh and then after God. that, they had to recast, and they also changed the makeup to something a lot less toxic. Oh, great! And to like something else. I know that right? poor dude. So, Got cast yeah, in the movie, go- they ruined his lungs, and then they're like, okay, you were the guinea pig. We're going to yeah. hire someone else now, pay them the money that we were going to pay you, and we'll put them in something yeah. safe. Thanks thanks for that. Thank you, dude. Go Bye. enjoy your, your aluminum issues. lungs. Oh, poor life. That's so fucked <laughs> Yeah, that's so uh-huh. fucked up. How did he and not he, like, sue still them? still has a cough. I would sue them. I don't know. I mean. I'm honestly not sure. He should, so though. fucked up. <laughs> A lot of these people, like, did there was just, like, nothing they could do. Maybe they signed some huge agreement at the beginning of it that, like, was, like, anything that happens on set, like, is not our issue. Or they feel pride in it. That could be a thing, too, because it was it's very hard to be an actor. And maybe back in the day, you know, there was a different mindset around this kind of stuff. So it was seen as noble to be in pain for your career as an actor. Like, maybe it was seen as method acting. Um <laughs> for the tin man (laughs) they're like if it doesn't hurt to breathe it's not real (laughs) yeah what the fuck oh my god another funny thing about the tin man um sorry not funny that wasn't funny but another like thing about the tin man that was kind of (laughs) fucked up is that the tin man wasn't allowed to get out of his costume during filming days since it took so long to put on i know so true Back in those days, I don't know. He must have just been able to, like, open up a panel or something like that. Maybe he did wear a diaper. But um, he wasn't allowed to sit down because the costume was, like, so stiff. So they had what was called a leaning board. And (laughs) it was basically just this board that he would stand on. And then they would lean it back like a dolly. And he would get to lie down. And then when his break was over, they would lean it back up. Uh, what <laughs> it took way too long to get out of his costume what so the they and had to filming do these days are like long they're not like normal eight yeah, hour days they're like 12 hours and oh. sometimes you're just waiting on set for like four so hours until down? your How role he comes eat? up he would have to stand to eat he wasn't allowed to he well he he was allowed <laughs> to sit dude. but like they wouldn't get him out of his costume because it took so long to put on like mm. he literally had to be sewn into it almost every day and they were just like, you're just going to have to live like this Sorry, bro. for the next year that we uh, filmed this. Yeah. It took them a really long time to Holy film. Shit. No wonder. So many people had to take like leaves of absence. Yeah. <laughs> they were suffering. They <laughs> like had catching to on fire. <laughs> Breathing yeah, in aluminum. So fucked up. So the next thing is Judy Garland, who played Dorothy, hmm. may she rest in peace, was mistreated by the director. There was no laws in place for Mm. uh, labor laws for children. She was 16 years old when she was cast. (laughs) That's where it sounds going. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she was was like safe-ish, but um, it was just like more obviously difficult because she was like a young woman on set. And, um, you know, uh, that is uh, very dangerous for a young lady. So one of the most dangerous things that was reported, um, a couple of things, actually. So one of them is in one of the scenes where she has to slap the lion um, Mm. for being a coward. She had difficulty keeping a straight face. So after a couple of takes, I guess film was like really expensive back then. So it cost them a lot of money to like keep redoing it and stuff like that. Yeah. Fair enough. Film is still expensive today. I get it. It's fine. And after a couple of takes of her not being able to keep a straight face, the director, Victor Fleming, took her to the side and slapped her (gasps) in the face. 
and was like, get out there and work. And she went out there and she did not laugh. She made it through the take. Straight up abuse on the set, though. That's not appropriate for anyone, let alone a 16-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, you're, that's a great point. You should never be slapping your actors in the face, no. even if they're even if they're a even if they're of girl, age, even, yeah, yeah, or, even if they are of age, yeah. Don't slap literally. people in the workplace. No. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah, even if they are uh, a man, even mm-hmm. if they are a woman, even, even if they if are a sixteen-year-old girl, <laughs> you should not. I be know the world people. hates them, but please don't slap. Come them. on, that's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. So also. Obviously, we're going to talk about the wage gap for a hot second. Oh, Judy course. Garland yep. was in pretty much every fucking scene. She's a main character, yeah. Main yep. character of the okay. entire movie, Dorothy. Mm-hmm. It's the like star. the only one yeah. we remember. Literally. <laughs> she got paid $500 a week. Um, while the lion and the tin man got paid about $3,000 per week. Isn't that crazy? Excuse? That's like 200% more. <laughs> I- Maybe more than that, actually. We can't do but math. No, we can't do math. But I mean, you can imagine 3,000 <laughs> is much more than 500. Yeah. And <laughs> like, especially in whatever time frame this was filmed in, like that's going to be a lot oh more money God. than it is today. That's crazy. Were the yeah. other actors like um, well known in any way? Because I know they use that sometimes as an excuse for the wage gap. They're like, oh, well, these people uh, yeah, are famous, so they get paid um, more. The scarecrow got paid the most famously Mm -hmm. and i think that he was pretty well known the original tin man was well known as well Mm -hmm. um and then the next tin man i i'm not totally sure (laughs) but i think they might (laughs) have just some guy they're like get in here mate (laughs) that's fucked up though yeah if you're playing the starring role yeah, and she's in every scene with these guys. Like yeah. she carries the movie. Like she oh, literally 100%. The- <laughs> she's literally the main character. <laughs> the whole movie is about her. Yeah, seriously. Oh, it's so insane. So then also, uh, okay. um, in the movie, yeah. she is supposed to be a young girl, I guess, like thirteen yeah. years old or something like that. And because of this, she was forced to go on a diet by the director, even oh, though no, in the movie, no. if you recall, she is like a completely healthy weight, maybe even a little underweight, but she's just like, she looks fine. Like <laughs> She looks totally fine and it's okay to be this weight, right? And she was forced to eat only chicken soup, black coffee, and cigarettes. And then she was uh, Wait, also made whoa, to take whoa, diet whoa, pills. Whoa, yeah, because... What? Cigarettes? 16? At 16. She was forced. Yeah. <laughs> a part of they her were diet. Like, Those are the only things. As a 16-year-old yeah. was cigarettes. Yes. Is that so fucked? Because it suppresses the appetite. Oh, my God. It wasn't okay. about, like, oh, it's a carcinogen. It was about, like, you need to be skinny. <laughs> skinny bitch. Is that so sad? so she also was forced to take uh or not forced to take diet pills but i think she was forced to take diet pills because she was being coerced yes Mm. she was being bullied by the director obviously into like remaining this way and probably her career was being threatened and like she just didn't really have a choice um and even when she was underweight they forced her to remain on the diet even like you think that with all this shit that they're putting her through they would probably pay her a little bit more too but no i bet <laughs> I know, you the guys right? that were making three thousand dollars a week 
were they didn't have a diet stuffed down their throat. I guarantee that. No. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're 100% correct. She wasn't they didn't even have to take any diet pills or anything like that. Like they were also suffering, don't oh. get me wrong. Like um we'll talk about the lion in a in a second, but um and like the tin man like you know he couldn't fucking sit down like he was sewed into his costume like i get it yeah, it sucks it's bad but they're also adults but they should be getting paid the same <laughs> amount of money child. yeah and they're fucking adults. yeah exactly they're feeding oh a child cigarettes so, so that she doesn't eat hello i know and then like um a couple of sources also claim that this introduction to diet pills and to like recreational drugs over the counter drugs kind of thing um was the reason that she ultimately died because she died of a drug overdose in her late 40s and a lot of people online blame it on her introduction at a very young age to kind of like that side of the world and like that's how she got started and shit like that and it probably continued throughout her whole life and then eventually she overdosed and they a lot of people say that the wizard of oz like ended her life pretty much in a long form kind of way honestly i believe it that's kind of like the first thought that i had when you said that she was like 16 and they were giving her like cigarettes and stuff like that like that's got to be really Mm -hmm. damaging for a young person especially like a young female's mind yeah and like yeah that was my first thought that that's oh my probably god i know why she died <laughs> if you start yeah anyways that's fucked up i agree with that yeah conspiracy yeah. theory yeah you're right yeah we blame the wizard of oz for her untimely death when she was too young <laughs> she saw so much of life yeah so the next thing is this one is a popular one too so i'm sure you guys have heard of this the snow in the poppy scene was made from asbestos so asbestos um can cause lung disease (laughs) can cause a couple of different respiratory issues um in the poppy scene uh they like fall asleep because of the poppies and then they get woken up by the snow and it came down from the sky and it was straight up toxic and they were covered in this stuff but back then it was commonly used as fake snow and it was used in decorations and it was used in roofing i think it might still be used in roofing but i don't think so because they're not allowed mm-hmm. to be put as best mm-hmm. buildings i'm not sure Mm-mm. no but some old houses <laughs> will still have it like if they've yes. never like replaced the roofs or the insulation or whatever mm-hmm. but i don't think they use oh, it anymore interesting yeah yeah, I don't think so either. So asbestos spray was also used on the scarecrow costume because it nice. was very flammable and asbestos is not flammable. So as a way hmm, to protect they're him. They're like, ah, oh, the from... witch already caught on fire. Yeah. We got to do something about this. Oh, asbestos. Straight up asbestos. Because <laughs> they were like, ah, oh, it's not very flammable. It's fine. Um. So the next one that I have written down here is a rumor that has been floating around for a really long time. And there's this one scene where people say, if you look close enough, you can see that a munchkin, uh, one of the like actors had hung himself in the back of like a tree or something like that. And he was hanging from the tree and the set was so chaotic and there was so many moving parts and there was so much stuff going on that people didn't notice and they included it in the movie. And that later it was taken out in some different versions and that scene is just like completely cut from the film. So apparently this rumor is, is false and it oh. has been disproven by Snopes. And they showed like this photo of um, the exact scene and they say that it's actually just a big bird spreading its wings. 
um, because they w- let birds into the filming area because it was like part part of it was filmed outside or something like that or it was just a big what? warehouse and they would let birds in. What? So they so said, the person hanging uh, themselves was just a bird. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> I you don't can understand. See, like a rope. <laughs> in the fucking thing i'm like i don't know if that's a bird <laughs> i don't know if you've ever seen a bird in your life but it doesn't exactly have a rope coming from it no i've yeah. never been like yeah. is that a bird or is that someone hanging themselves you yeah. know that's never been a thought that's ever crossed my mind <laughs> <laughs> and okay so yeah, i don't know and i think that the reason it's so easy to like kind of be like speculative about it is because Mm. it was in the background and like i guess the film quality is a little bit lower than what we're used to since it was filmed in the back old olden days so in that time in that time you know the time (laughs) (laughs) so the filming quality was a little different anyways they said that that rumor is false um however i think a lot of people still believe that Mm. it's true because and there's really just like no way to no for sure because most of the people who were around for the filming of it are passed away all of the munchkins have passed on since they were like yeah, in their 40s when they were filming it so <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> i'm sorry you're right <laughs> she's not wrong somebody you can't tell her she's wrong <laughs> so um the last couple of ones that i have here are that the scarecrows faced face was scarred for one year or permanently we're not sure sources or permanent that one yeah i don't know why they're saying that like they're not sure which one it is um <laughs> it's the cat <laughs> so they say that the, sorry the cat's just like opening the door in the background um Sweet. and uh from the prosthetics that he had to wear on his face and the next one is that the lion the cowardly lion his costume was made of real lion fur and real lion pelts it Uh-oh. weighed 90 pounds Uh-oh. 90 pounds every day none of that is and good s- okay <laughs> and the set would read temperatures sorry would reach temperatures of 100 degrees fahrenheit what is that which is fucking hot it's like 25 i think in a lion pelt yeah <laughs> And it would smell Ew, so bad yeah. that they had to clean it every night. They had to do a deep clean before he wore it on set the next day because that it was like almost intolerable. I know, right? Why would they like, do don't you have synthetic furs fur? by that point? I have no idea. They just did it for like the artistic artistic integrity, I guess. They were Ew. like, ooh, it's art. Real Somebody lion had to literally fur. go kill a lion for that. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. It's not great, eh? So, um, okay, so this is kind of the uh, last couple ones, which, as I promised, are a little bit happier, Ah. and they're kind of on a brighter side, (laughs) since we're pretty much through, like, most of the dark stuff. So, the color-changing horses at Mm. the Wizard of Oz scene, they, like, they're, like, rainbow horses or whatever. At one point, they're green. At one point, they're pink. So, they used jello powder to create this, and they had to shoot the scenes really quickly because the horses would lick off the jello powder. (laughs) Isn't that so, so cute? You're like, nom, 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 nom. They're like, mm, this is delicious. <laughs> they like, had to, had to get shoot really quickly because the horses oh. would just stand there and be like, mom, 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 mom. Oh, the best day of their lives. See, they were yeah. paid well. The only yes. actors there the that snacks. were paid well and appropriately <laughs> were the horses. <laughs> hot take, hot take. <laughs> and the last one is that the Weather Channel um, did a 
top 100 most memorable moments in weather history at Mm. one point. And the tornado at the beginning of The Wizard of Oz made number 50-something. And several meteorologists actually said that the depiction of the tornado made them want to pursue careers in meteorology. Is that so fun and fresh? So it made the list. (laughs) So all of the useless weathermen today were inspired from this... Fake tornado. Sorry, weathermen. (laughs) I know you're doing your best, but you're wrong. You gotta improve a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's so yeah. Mm -hmm. I know, right? And that's all I got for you guys today. A little bit of fun, a little bit of freshness, a little bit of learning. Anyways, thank you for that opinion. That's a lot of things that I didn't know about that movie. Yay! Yeah. That was very shocking. Mm hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel bad for the Scary. actors. I'm glad things have gotten a little bit better for some of them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we still have a lot of work to do, though. So <sighs> I guess that's the takeaway. Industry. Keep fighting. That's the opinion, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> the more things seem to change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> Welcome to the second half of the podcast, where this week I am talking about botanical sexism, which is... Ah. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I was like, yeah, same thing. Ah. (laughs) So basically, there's this girl, Ellie Bottoman, um, and she made a TikTok, I want to say it was like at least six to eight months ago, like it was a while ago, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. about botanical sexism, and this like spurred a huge debate on the internet about it and like a lot of interest in it um mm-hmm. her post was viewed over 2.9 million times and had over wow. 4,000 comments and yeah basically everyone started um pretending that they know a lot about <laughs> botany and arguing about this on the internet which wow i'm gonna of. preface this <laughs> whole opinion which i know people on tiktok can't hear this preface but i am going to do the same thing right now but i'm I don't know anything about botany, okay? This is all Yay. stuff that I learned last night. I spent 30 <laughs> minutes just literally Googling typing facts into my... I don't know anything yeah. about botany, okay? So, hold on. A wild ride. If you're so here for TikTok, <laughs> we're only spreading information. <laughs> yeah. We're not... We're just... We're spreading, we're spreading words. They yes. might be information, they might not. Okay? Don't take it as information. Whether it's true or false, that's your responsibility. Yes. (laughs) Not ours. (laughs) We're just putting it out into the universe. It's like a test. Yeah. But don't tell us what will happen. Please. We don't care. God. (laughs) By the time you see this, it'll be two weeks from now. Yeah, this is three weeks later. I don't even remember talking about this. (laughs) Anyways. Okay, so let's actually get into the opinion. So um before the nineteen seventies, okay, so this whole opinion, let me Reverse a little bit more. This whole opinion is about specifically trees and plants in urban areas and that there's a preference towards male trees. And therefore, there is botanical sexism. And so basically, before the 1970s, there wasn't much of a demand for trees on the street because trees that line the streets in the States, most of this is about America, as per usual, um, (laughs) they were lined with American elm trees, which were like with these really big old trees like low maintenance you didn't have to worry about them so like yeah urban botany or like buying trees for urban areas wasn't really a thing at that point but then came 
the Dutch elm disease, which was Ooh, carried by an insect and it killed bad. millions of city trees. So all of a sudden oh. there was like a huge demand to plant more trees in the city. Yeah. But they wanted to avoid the same situation and they wanted to find a tree that would not attract insects so that this wouldn't happen again and they wouldn't have to replace all the trees and so that is where enter stage left uh the male <laughs> dioecious tree uh-huh. dioecious i should have looked up how to pronounce this he sounds like a dioecious tree it's a specific Dionysus. type of tree <laughs> um, <laughs> but basically with this like species of trees males do not produce fruit or flowers oh they just produce the pollen but right so then insects aren't attracted to the trees and oh. so you don't get disease that's interesting. That is that interesting. Is very logical, actually. Mm-hmm. I kind of understand it does why they would. Ch- it does very much backfire that. on them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, in the 1949 USDA Year of Agriculture book, it stated that when used for the street plantings, only male trees should be selected to avoid nuance from seeds. Or nuisance from seeds, not nuance. To avoid nuisance <laughs> from seeds. Nuance. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the following year after that, the USDA produced and released almost 100 new red maple trees. And these were mm-hmm. all hybrid maple clones. And every single one of them was male. Okay. Yeah. And then botanists and wholesalers started to, like, catch on to this idea that they could market and sell plants as litter-free. When, in fact, it was just oh, a male plant. A male tree. Oh, Yeah. My God. And they actually, they learned That's how very smart. to um, reproduce this tree asexually. Um, wow, plants are crazy. <laughs> yeah, they took a part of the tree called the scion material, um, and it would essentially just produce a clone of the original tree. I think it's like okay. something similar to propagating houseplants. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I think that's yeah, how yeah, it works. Yeah. Yes, but it produces the same-sex clone of the tree. So mm-hmm. all of these trees were suddenly males. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the entire market became flooded with male plants. And this included things like trees, shrubs, and even hanging baskets for like people's homes. Um, Because, once again, they could market them as litter-free, so they were less maintenance. Hmm. And everything was fine for a few years. All was fine and dandy. There was less litter, less gunk, no fruit clogging up the streets. For sure. Until the trees matured. And all of a sudden, bam, cities were just flooded with pollen. Because male trees (laughs) do not produce fruits or flowers, but they produce a heck of a lot of pollen oh shit to find the female trees and there were no female trees to absorb oh, this pollen shit. <laughs> so they were just like spreading as far as they could until they could find like a female tree but there was just none yeah <gasps> so there was nothing like pulling the pollen out of the atmosphere basically oh wow that's so cool <laughs> yeah and so it's a common mis- misconception that um pollen like just keeps floating it around until it finds a female tree it actually doesn't it flies and then sticks about 20 to 30 feet from the tree it came from so if it doesn't find a female tree within those 20 to 30 feet it kind of just sticks around it's kind of what happens <laughs> wow it just makes a home somewhere else it's like well i guess i'll settle here yeah and oh, being no. obviously in urban areas if it's only flying 20 to 30 feet it's kind of sticking around a lot of human activity yeah definitely. and a lot of Holy people shit. have called this like event the epidemic 
of allergy and asthma because like since this happened allergies and asthma have become a really huge issue in cities because there's just so much pollen (laughs) i am mind blown right now so you have sexism to blame (gasps) for your allergies Uh, okay that's a stretch (laughs) (laughs) but this is what the internet turned it into Sexism is to blame. That's so crazy. For your allergies. Yeah, but okay, it was basically but, just created because... I guess it is sexism if you're they were preferring like, Ew, one female sex trees over the other. things? Ugh. Right. And, of course... Okay. We take that personally. <laughs> yeah, of course. Obviously. Obviously. Um, and this actually gets worse so every single year because as the trees get bigger and bigger, they produce more and more pollen. So it's just no. like a never-ending issue where your oh allergies are only going to get worse and worse. And due to climate change, um, allergy season is longer because ch- trees start like producing pollen earlier. Yeah. And there was something about like the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere as it increases, trees produce more pollen. No. It, like, triggers them to produce more <laughs> pollen. So the issue we're is fucked. only getting worse. <laughs> oh, my God. We're all going to die of allergies, not global warming. <laughs> yep. That's so crazy. Gonna, yeah. We oh, to is death. there a solution to this? Can we just plant more female trees, like, on the streets? Can we take down a, a male tree and in every male tree that dies, we plant a female tree or something like that to, like, mm. fix it? This is fuck. In in theory, that would be a good solution, but there's a reason why it's not a good solution, and I'll get into that in just a minute. Okay. Um, oh, sexism. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, I and so sexism. <laughs> <laughs> almost all allergies in urban areas are actually homegrown now. They don't come from natural landscapes. They come from the trees that we have planted. So Shit. don't blame nature, guys, for your allergies. It's... Blame yourselves. Blame your ancestors. And Plant more female some trees. Some cities in the U.S. now have pollen con- pollen control like committees and groups that ban the sale or planting of these like specific male trees because oh, they're making wow. the issues so bad that you like can't plant them in cities anymore. <laughs> That's so funny. Good we need them. to they're breathe. Really starting a revolution. <laughs> oh no and the bees are dying too so we don't even have anything to carry the pollen really from like one place to another oh god (laughs) so there's one side of this argument there's basically this is kind of the side that a lot of the um internet took is that male trees kind of defeat the point of having trees in an urban area um so trees are often planted in these like heavily congested areas because of their ability to, to, like, absorb toxins and pull pollutants from the air. Mm-hmm. But when a tree, like, absorbs that stuff, it doesn't go nowhere. Like, it's part of the tree now and it stays in the tree. And mm-hmm. when you have a female tree, like, everything that it produces, that toxin is going to be in it. But it's not an mm-hmm. issue when it's producing, like, fruit and stuff like that because you can just be like, hey, don't eat that fruit. It's got toxins yeah. in it. But when it yeah. comes to pollen, you can't avoid it. So basically, like, it absorbs the toxin, and then it's part of the tree. So the pollen that it's producing also has these toxins in it. good pollen? Oh, my God. Now, internet. Again, this is not a fact. This is what the internet told me. I don't know if that's actually (laughs) true. (laughs) But that's That's what the internet said. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it kind of defeats the point. And, yeah, you can't get away from it because it's just in the air. Right, 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 right. It's literally everywhere. But if it was fruit, then you could just be like don't touch it don't Speak touch it the nasty fruit throw it out. yeah 
yeah. dispose of the toxin. <laughs> but no, we all breathe it in. And children, unfortunately, are like at the highest risk of this because they breathe more rapidly than adults. I literally have never thought of this point ever in my life, but it makes so much sense that like they do breathe more often because their lungs are smaller. Um, And so they're exposed to like three times more. But if they are a smaller human person, then they shouldn't have to breathe that much. Smaller things breathe quicker. I can't I didn't explain that. that science. <laughs> I don't know why, but smaller things breathe quicker. Like, have you ever seen a little rodent? They're like, but know? they should need less oxygen. But their lungs are smaller. smaller. Their lungs are smaller. But this is the science, Lydia. Surface area. Okay, fine. <laughs> Kids breathe faster than adults. <laughs> okay, I don't okay, know okay. why. I can't explain it. As they grow up, they will start breathing slower as well. Yeah, um, but they breathe faster, so they are exposed to more toxins. than adult humans are and on top of that most schoolyards are planted with like the highest true like allergen trees the trees that produce the most pollen so they're just exposed to a lot of this yeah yeah hopefully they build up an immunity to it instead of like getting worse like since they're kids and like maybe they're more adaptable than adults maybe their bodies will start to fend off the pollen (laughs) Maybe. And not the toxins. It's an A-stream. Yeah, it is. I also just realized, too, that, like, even if the female tree was creating, like, the fruits or something Mm -hmm. like that, technically the toxins still wouldn't leave Earth. Like, maybe maybe it would get better in the cities, but the landfill would still be It's easier to make it not a human problem with a female tree to be like, I'm just going to move this fruit over there. Yeah. But it still really doesn't get rid of the issue. But I think humans, we like to be like, oh, it's not directly affecting me anymore. (laughs) Problem solved. (laughs) You know? Not a problem anymore. (laughs) Yes. 100%. Um, And allergies have actually been linked to increased chances of developing leukemia, ovarian cancer, and breast cancer. What? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is not even just an issue of like, oh, my eyes are itchy for a couple Mm -hmm. months of the year. Like it is actually a health issue. Oh my god, of course. You're breathing in toxins, literally. <laughs> They're yeah. going into your body. That can't be fucking healthy. <gasps> no! And also, mm. like, ovarian cancer and, like, breast cancer is more common among females than it is among males. So um, it's also kind obviously of Obviously ovarian cancer. <laughs> yeah, ovarian cancer is 100% female. But, yeah, like, I know. That's kind of ironic These that are the very... female trees Sexism. Away, and then the females were affected by it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's crazy. This botanical sexism. <laughs> They discriminated against the fam- the female trees, and now the female humans are suffering the consequences. Yeah, and now we're being affected by it. What <laughs> is that? And I bet you all the botanists that made these decisions are probably men, because this was the 1970s. Yeah, you're right. And men made all the but decisions. Do you think they really knew that the no, pollen could... Okay. It's called a conspiracy, <laughs> Lydia. I, right, right. <laughs> Stupid Ben. They knew what they <laughs> Thank were doing. You. Thank you. <laughs> I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> uh, so female trees are actively anti-allergy plants. Um, they pull the, they pretty much pull the pollen out of the air and they turn it into mm-hmm. fruit. So they remove it from our airspace. And they do actually Perfect. like there's electrical impulses, atoms, negative energy, something yeah. that is why how it attracts the pollen. So it does like pull oh. it out of the air. Dude, I don't understand the science, but electrons. It's just how it works. They're spare spare electrons. electrons. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, and then there is another aspect to this theory on the internet about capitalism ruining everything and about it being intentional that they planted male trees so that people in cities would not have access to things like fruit and they would have to go into stores and buy them. Oh, okay. I don't hate that. Okay. I'm kind of with that opinion, though. Yeah, you're not wrong. I it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be so easy if you can just like go outside and pick an apple. Pick some apples for some freaking apple pie or something like that. Honestly, though, capitalism runs so deep. Yeah, I have an apple tree in my backyard, and I still go to the store and buy fruit. Yeah, I don't know why. Don't give a shit about those apples. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the tree's business. Those are good apples too. I made like a solid little apple thingy do last time. Remember, I was like, we'll pick the apples right up off the ground. yeah so that's the other like vein of this conspiracy so there's the sexism part there's the capitalism part and then additionally on the capitalism part it's essentially like cities making budgetary decisions that like cleaning up messy fruits is too much money to employ people to do that so instead we're gonna plant male trees and -hmm. it's gonna negatively affect everyone's health in the city but that's but okay because not it's not money. our cost. Yeah, it's their cost. Wow. So there's so that insane. aspect as well. Oh my god, that's crazy. And then also, I think there might be another aspect to this too. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the homeless population mm-hmm. and how much easier it would be for yeah. them to eat. And if there were trees around, if there was food around and stuff plants. like that. Yeah. And that could be a conspiracy as well against the fruit trees because... Yeah governments and stuff don't want homeless people on the street right so instead of solving the problem they're like let's make it impossible for them to live there and to like get comfortable there yeah. i guess and so they're like Why don't just another like- reason to get rid of the trees right is so that they don't have food so that they can't sustainably live on the street for free because like that's their whole issue is like you can't live in the city how dare free. you live here for free <laughs> yeah <laughs> stupidest thing yeah so basically capitalism Damn. ruined yet another thing. Plants, plants and cities. And the whole internet got very angry about this and made it into an issue of feminism and capitalism. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, until a lot of botanists entered the discussion. Mm-hmm. And they criticized um, people on the internet, pointing out that we were humanizing an issue that was a plant thing. And yeah. we were associating it to gender, which wasn't really the case. And it's not so much about the male-female divide of plants, but it was more to do with the fact that they were the dio- dioecious mm-hmm. varieties of trees. And these that variety of tree has like a male-female, in theory, division, where one has pollen, one has flowers and fruit. But that doesn't stand yeah. true for every species of plant. Oh, so instead of focusing on the gender of the plant, they instead encourage people maybe to focus on the species and more biodiversity rather mm. than gender diversity yeah. amongst plants. Yeah. <laughs> that's what really okay. makes sense. I like that. I like that point. I like that point. Yeah. Biodiversity. A lot of different types of plants are necessary to keep mm-hmm. to keep us going, to keep us alive, to keep us And good. they also, <laughs> you picked up on this fact, they also brought some reason as to why male trees actually might be more fitting to urban areas and that's because female trees a they have the toxins that they absorb from the environment but Mm -hmm. a lot of female trees also carry this toxin called ginkgos um which if humans 
ingest it, it produces symptoms that are similar to food poisoning. But oh. it, when the when the fruits like fall on the ground and no one picks them up, it can get into our waterways and oh, like literally make yeah. people sick. That's a great point. Yeah, mm. and they become a hazard as well for people like slipping on them. Yep. Fruits, yeah, just fruits definitely. everywhere. Your shoes would be really dirty, which yeah, I guess yeah, isn't yeah. that big of a deal. There'd be a lot of like insects and stuff like that. So there are benefits to having male trees in urban environments and it doesn't have to do with sexism no (laughs) yeah i can yeah i mean as much as you know as much as i'm on the sexism side i also would hate to see like a park full of like flies and roaches and centipedes like i want to sit down on the grass at the park you know i don't want to have to like sit among the the gnats and the worms and like that kind of stuff you know i need to i want to use my green space i don't i don't just want it to become like a mush of fruits <laughs> <laughs> although it, it would be nice to gross. be able to like go to the park and just like pick a pear but yeah that i think really that's nice, a nice but... dream in the way that it would yeah. play out would be not as nice you know yeah i agree like not everyone would be picking up those fruits most of them would mm. be rotting on the ground <laughs> precisely precisely yeah. yes <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh, that's basically the opinion. I, it wasn't really an opinion. It was more just facts about botanical sexism and about mm-hmm. how it's kind of fake. They do favor certain yeah. male trees, but it doesn't have anything to do with gender. And people shouldn't You're just take it personally. Poem. I know, that's crazy <laughs> that they took it so personally. And they were like, it was the men who planted the trees and now women are suffering. Why do you hate women? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Which I, they do. I, valid. They do hate women. But I don't think they're using trees to express that. Yeah, this wasn't like a direct hit onto mm-hmm. women or onto yeah. feminism mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of a side effect, I guess. Of it was a logical decision to, that was made. Yeah, <laughs> trying to make the, the urban streets areas. a little cleaner. I guess. Let's <laughs> stop being distracted by all of these side tangents and let's actually just focus on like human sexism, not botanical sexism. Maybe that's yeah. the opinion, guys. It's just a little too far. Focus, Fo- focus, <laughs> rein it back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's focus yeah, yeah, on yeah. the real issue. Like you're, yeah, that's a good point. Like people are just getting distracted, and they're just mm-hmm. like, yeah. I mean, that's a fight that we don't need to be having. No. No, there are all. bigger ones out there. We can leave. <laughs> we can leave that one. You know, if yeah. that's the last fight that we have, I think we've done pretty well. But we're not at that point yet. So no, yeah, there's we'll still a lot of stuff we'll leave to this be one. done. We'll leave this People one gotta for get a paid while. fairly. But this one, yeah, this, this one can wait a little bit longer. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So that's it. That's what botanical sexism is. It's fake. That was it's so interesting. Real. Yeah. That's very cool. Mm. I found the whole allergy season thing to be like yeah. really, really interesting. And that, that, that is real. That is a very real issue yeah. of this. A very real consequence. Yeah. That and I don't really know what up. the solution is. Because it sounds like male tree bad because pollen. Mm-hmm. But then it sounds like female tree bad because poison. So I'm like, you know, what What do we do? Is it possible to plant them in people's private backyards? Maybe. Like, because then you would be responsible for taking care of the tree. And then at least it wouldn't be on the street. But then, like, it would still get into the... Mm. Well, it wouldn't get directly into the waterways because it would go mm. into the soil first. And then maybe get absorbed by other things. So maybe there could be a ban on selling male <laughs> or like not male trees but trees that produce mm-hmm. pollen to people I people's think, private homes yeah i think that's like part of these like pollen control committees or groups or whatever mm-hmm. they are i think that's part of the strategy is to instead plant plants that don't produce pollen like shrubbery and stuff like that okay, that don't necessarily true. like flower or fruit 
but doesn't fix the problem that we already have. Mm-hmm. Prevents That's us from having fair. more of the issue, <laughs> more Which is good. pollen trees. <laughs> but yeah, there's still an issue that needs to be addressed around. Yeah, uh, pollen. Oh my god, that's so interesting. I had no idea that pollen was just like getting worse and it was just this type yeah. of a problem. That's yeah, so and it's just, cool. Yeah, it's not getting and the any sexism better, so... of it all too. It's just it's a, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> to add that in there. And that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening this week to Lydia's opinion. Lydia's Lydia's talk. Yes. I don't know the if there's a, the, the talk about Oz and yeah. how kind of <laughs> fucked up it was. It's like a super popular movie. Um, but a lot of people you know. suffered for your enjoyment. So yeah. think about that. For art. <laughs> and thank you for listening to my also kind of talk about botanical sexism. And just, yeah. It's not real. Don't believe things <laughs> that you hear on the internet. Yeah, that that's a takeaway. Yes, everyone listen <laughs> to that fact and understand it. <laughs> and if you want to hear more from us or tell us what you think, you can head over to our Instagram at very.unimportant.people. You can find us on Twitter. We're the unimportant PPL. We're on TikTok. Yeah, Having we are. So much fun on TikTok. Everyone Love can it. find us. <laughs> and of course please head over to our patreon and check it out and maybe just maybe if you want you can sign up just yeah maybe. but you don't least, even have to sign up for every month you can just sign up for least, one month yeah at the very it's least only four check her out yeah check her out. decide if you like her um if you want to find our patreon you do have to head over to our instagram first Mm-hmm. Click on our link tree, and then the link is there. We don't come up if you search us. We're just too exclusive, so. Yeah, we're too special. Only if you can find us. That's the only way. Sorry, us. guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's it for us this week. I hope you have a great week.